0: hello welcome to waiting for game podcast presented by melee stats and uh i think that this is going to be an episode that all of you people who are tuning in are going to find great i think you guys are going to love this episode you uh you little content fiends out there well you know it's time for a episode about content um you know, we we all love content in this world where we can never be content with the amount of content that we consume uh but it, you know, sometimes you got to make content about content and, and I'm happy to be able to do that this episode and present it to all of our content consumers out there. Um, so with me, I'm, I'm give me I'm your host of the podcast. Uh, I have a fellow content creator. I have someone who he knows a little bit about what it takes to be big in the melee scene. Uh, it, you know, he knows a lot about branding and nothing exemplifies us more than the fact that he took a very well-loved, uh twitter today in smash and turned it into his personal account basically stole followers Aww. and of course i'm talking
1: about my friend edwin budding
2: <laughs> i was waiting for that one
1: i'm so glad to be here we and uh for the record i do not regret a single moment <laughs> in which i posted about every single thing that happened each day in smash before translating or before switching it to my main account Happy i would do it again a lot of course <laughs> Yeah, happy birthday Lod, definitely the highlight. Um we're about I think 6 we're about 6 months away for that. A little a little over 6 months uh, I eagerly anticipate uh wishing lot a happy birthday as I've done for the last 2 years on my now main account. I I believe we all do. Uh, <laughs> uh edwin you know what was really
0: funny we're gonna get to our, our wonderful guest in just one second i gave you a very nice introduction last week where i called you like my good friend and that was it there was there was no like artifice of me being mean to you and you our wonderful guest dark gen x i believe all of chat was very confused by the fact that i was willing to give you a compliment uh so of course this week you know things had to change uh but but it's impossible to talk content without some could say the godfather of of content and if not the godfather at least you know the weird uncle um we have here someone who you might know from his own youtube channel you might know him from golden guardians you might know him as the director or something probably some some lofty title of pg stats i'm of course talking about none other than turned down for walt what is going on walt
2: that was good man and i i just want to say like I didn't even know you did that, Edwin. So that's my bad.
0: <laughs> uh, but
2: like, we could talk about doing that, doing that thing up again at some point. <laughs> but. Uh... I was so confused. It whole you're year. like, it's it's all good. You like, you responded to one of them, and you were like, "Please wish lot a happy birthday." And I was like, "What the fuck are you talking?" Because like, I didn't see them,
1: so I was just like, "What are you talking about?" This is so weird. Yeah, see, this is this is the difference between our uh, our days and our days in Smash. I, <laughs> yeah. I I remember the important events. Some people remember Genesis. Some people remember Pound Three. Other people remember lod's birthday. That's right. That's right. Yeah, it's lod's it's what really end,
0: separates, yeah. you know. Uh, the geniuses the from, the from the mere,
1: from the mirror uh, <laughs> oh <my laughs> from the mere God. imitators you know but, what's uh, a great yeah. thing
0: and we have a lot to talk about so we of course going to get to everything uh what a, a great thing is that uh the, uh the idea of switching your twitter from some could say a gimmick account uh that's designed to just kind of get quick followers uh some could say that switching that to a personal account that then really bombed in terms of uh likes and, and retweets some could say that that's like a little weird and uh yeah you know, some could even say it's like lizard like but i do respect it and and i it took me a while to respect it but someone who kind of turned me on to, to the idea that this was a good thing was uh, none other than crimson blur who when i told him this story he said that makes me respect edwin Moore. and in the moment <laughs> blur respecting you more did make me respect you less but uh, i don't know I, I came around to it
1: <laughs> That that's okay i i accept that <laughs> i i accept that specifically maybe if, if you had kept the respect lower then you know may, maybe i'm not here but but i respect <laughs> that in the moment you you're willing to uh double down on your original conviction sheerly because blur surely because blur said it
0: there is a pretty good rule of thumb in the melee community uh, at least on twitter uh where if blur says something it's pretty smart to think the opposite of it um you could actually go pretty far in life doing the exact opposite of what blur says uh my test doesn't lie though (laughs) i don't want to get into this (laughs) 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 i i do want to get into another you know we, we talk about figures in the melee twitter sphere uh blur definitely definitely a figure definitely a person out there Uh, i want to talk about someone else who has the same electrifying aura around them when they get on twitter.com um and this of course is fiction fiction is someone who for years has had a very divisive twitter account uh one that i has have always been the fan of i've always been a huge fan of whatever tweets fiction puts out there and um kind of part and parcel with the way that he operates on the website is this, you know, there's this lack of um, congeniality. There's the idea that, like, that 2020, you know, 2020's Twitter should be operated in a specific way. And I think that, like, in order to get likes and get followers, people, you know, follow that very specific path. Uh, He's kind of playing, like, 2010 Twitter. He's just, like, tweeting what he thinks. Uh, And, and, like, before... (laughs) i believe like in the thick of the pandemic it was just like tweets about him like going on a walk and it would be like hey i found a cool well on my walk today <laughs> it'd be like a picture of like a well in the ground Um uh, like he definitely operates on on a level that i think is different than normal twitter um but of course it led to <laughs> a, a tweet that i could say is pretty controversial um walt are you able to read the tweet from Fiction out? Yeah,
2: don't, dude, I got it open in another tab. Don't even worry about it. Um Yeah, this is a this is a, a unique unique opinion, I think. <laughs> for uh I took some notes. So, I mean, we can kind of we can talk about this as much or as little as you like, but uh, you know, there's I have some thoughts about this, and I think he uh, I think Shepard like kind of started to redeem the opinion a little bit with today's response but also created like this insane copy pasta which <laughs> you know I guess not all heroes wear capes but it's fine there have been um, a lot
0: of follow ups but I think the original is the original the real instigator
2: yeah uh, I don't know man I think that I, th- I think holistically he means well but I think just exactly what you were saying where he just kind of like stream of consciousness post something and then people will get mad about it uh, is maybe just like the crux of it if we wanted to summarize this interaction in one sentence. But I don't know the. I think the biggest thing when I when I first saw this, um, and again, like I don't I don't think he meant it this way, but this is the you know hitting my content creator bone, which kind <laughs> of like not insulting, but I'm just kind of like damn that that kind of like hurts the way that it was phrased. Was it, it originally to me almost came off that. It was implying that you can just like take poorly presented com- content and then just like edit it better and it's like i don't know at the end of the day like video editing sound design voiceover uh creative writing storytelling marketing uh being an entertainer overall general production like like what you guys are doing on your channel and what you're doing on the show right now all of these are are learned skills and they're the same learned skills as getting good at pressing buttons like mail me- in melee so in general, like most everyone sucks at, a, at that when they start at anything, that's like a hone skill that you need to grow and kind of sharpen over time. So at least like my first impression, just like being sensitive to the topic was just like, it came off a little disingenuous to almost be like, oh, my problem in content is X. So like, I'll just do it better because it's not that easy to just say like, oh, I'll just do it better when it's something that takes you know, days, months, years of people's time to get better at over over that period of time uh, in the same way that I wouldn't like reduce someone like fiction skill in a way that makes it seem like I can become amazing at Melee like tomorrow if I wanted to. So that that was like the the initial like snap reaction I had to it. and And I have more to say that's more like, I guess, technical or mm-hmm. giving examples of different things that kind of refute his claim um but yeah i mean i'm down to hear what you guys have to think about it well let's get to
0: before we go any further let's uh you know read out the tweet because we have we have the tweet here on the screen for the people who are watching um but just for clarity's sake does anyone want to take it who wants to be fiction today okay well sorry i, Edwin. I, I think that's fiction. you
1: i <laughs> i don't have a good fiction impersonation i i i would have to uh <laughs> just, just read it as a normal human being yeah Um, Okay, maybe another time. I'll I'll study the JoJo video and then then come back another week. Uh, If the Melee community at large cared about actual analytical content, I would have made so much sick stuff by now. Honestly, just so hard to get motivated to do it when top player uses low tier and top player consumes hot sauce, etc. are just one million times more appreciated. You know, what
0: what is the... The thing that jumps out to me about this tweet, um the at least from the screenshot we have on screen, 30 quote retweets. That's right. <laughs> to a thousand likes.
2: I, I didn't <laughs> even quote retweet it for the record, and I still like I still got some pretty good numbers off of my just random like I like analytical content and hot sauce, I think is what I tweeted.
0: I, I am shocked at only 30 quote retweets. I think what happened is that there's there's a lot of opinions out there that get people to dunk. And this was like a like a dunk was not worth it. Like, the Discord's, like, lighted oh. up when, when this happened. <laughs> it was just like, I don't have time to just quote retweet. I I cannot contain it in a single quote retweet. I must go to a Discord and, like, do a wall of text. And, oh my, and yeah, I didn't I mean, even
2: look I, at your Discord. It, it must have been crazy, right?
0: I'm sure there was stuff in it. I I, I mean, I've, I'm in a few content creator Discords, uh, and I've definitely seen them light up. This is something that I didn't really feel like touching. Mm-hmm. um yeah every every now and then there's discourse that's so juicy that you just have to Yeah, you, know, you have to contain yourself right you always can't eat the chocolate lava cake every day um so sometimes i like to stay away from that but uh i yeah i mean i didn't actually get a chance to talk about this with a lot of people edwin you know, you of course great creative partner uh i don't think we ever talked about how like how, how this affected us how did you feel when you first saw this
1: uh, i i just kind of rolled my eyes because because i've definitely um i, I will say having ma- made content and stuff and and been a little bitter about sometimes things not being as well received as i thought they might be in spite of putting a lot of hard work into them uh you know i, I i've definitely thought these things before and one thing i'll say is that like i think fiction's coming at it from an angle where there, you know there was a point in time where he was making pretty concise like well-written videos about the ice climbers and educational videos like he's done that stuff before so i think there were a few things that i saw that i thought were a bit unfair categorizations of fiction like you know this is someone that was making like like pretty good pretty good youtube content that i really enjoyed that was well written like decently produced like yeah a little rough around the edges but like Like this is not someone who hasn't ventured into the into the like territory of making at least semi-useful content i'm not saying it's the greatest content in the world it it, it attracts a very niche audience of people trying to learn about learn things about melee in the game and like trying to get better at it and stuff but i think here's what i'll say like after giving this a bit more thought and like after initially rolling my eyes a little bit at the tweet as just kind of being bitter um i think anything just in general, like with, with content, I think if it's good, and en- if it's a good enough story, people will follow it. Like maybe it's not a million and maybe, but if, and it, maybe if the story is more niche or it's a little more detailed, then, then the stakes go up. Right. It's like, if you're putting a lot of time into a video and it's good and it's a really good, sto- and it's a really specific story. That it has to be like something universal that people can appreciate with like, high production with a lot of time and care put into the script and like all these different areas, like even, even something basic, as sound mixing, I think, I think is like one of those little things that people don't think about. And I think that like, I, I, I think that like, while fiction's coming from it, from an angle of having tried something similar like that on his own, I do think that like you can make good analytical content and you can make even niche, like, re- like, look, I, I'll just use ourselves as an example. Like, one of our most popular videos on our channel is about a random Ohio Peach player that beat all that that beat that basically beat all his friends and <laughs> beat Dreffen. That's one of the most successful videos on our channel. And can, it's in 480p. Yeah, and it's in 40. <laughs> yeah, it's in 40. <laughs> you you export that video in 480p. Or, yeah. The funny thing is, I oh, did it by accident. But no, we got. You're a not bunch supposed of to tell people. No, we got a bunch of comments wait, people. We got a bunch of comments from people saying like you know it's such a brilliant decision to go with the 480 it really it really it really vibes the lo-fi and like the the really lo-fi quality and like you know that was so brilliant of you and me <laughs> and the, like you look at the comments of the first video and people are like this sound is unacceptable the music is too the music is too loud like blah blah, blah all this stuff oh yeah, my do, god but I people, love that. that's people amazing people called
0: not not to get into a whole retrospective <laughs> of melee stats videos but people yeah. like they got on ambius case they're like you're obviously just doing this for like an edit reel like you don't care about melee. Yeah, you just, sure just doing it to like show off how good you are at editing oh my god <laughs> and that's
1: so Edmund funny
0: sports a video in 480 and everyone's like wonderful choice what in a tour
1: yeah so i i don't know i i think you can make good content if you make good enough content about anything people will follow but like if it's a niche story or something for a very targeted audience then then the stakes become higher as in like there's as much of a chance of it flopping as as there is a chance of it actually picking on and grabbing people's interests i don't know i think uh, i I have a lot of mixed thoughts on this but i hope i hope i made them somewhat clear even if they don't lead to like a conclusive takeaway
2: yeah i think there was so i know slime had commented on Mm -hmm. this a bit too in in the initial tweet and for the record, I, I love Shepard. I think he's awesome. Um, he told me that I was very strong. So that was a very great compliment. I love that. Um, I think that to your point about like the stakes being raised, if uh, you're niching down and like doing something that is a bit more like, maybe unique and not uh, widespread casting a wider net, uh, it's interesting to me because I was thinking about that uh, with reference to Slimes' response, which was he said something like along the lines of most of Melee's viewership is already extremely niche, and that's the point that that maybe Shepard doesn't fully understand when he tweets something like this, because it's like, oh, why isn't my content getting views in a game that only has twenty thousand active players or whatever? You know what I mean? Um, I was thinking about it, and it's kind of interesting to me because you know, like we talk about the. The so-called marketing funnel that that Atrioc and and folks have brought up so many times, um, and I do think that when you niche down, you you potentially and, and like move into like the analytical nitty gritty content that less people care about. Obviously, your funnel gets more narrow, but part of me has also started to believe once I sat down and started like writing some of these thoughts out today that it can almost look like an hourglass instead of a funnel in that as you get more and more granular, you'll lower your number of like consumers, which in this case are your viewers because it's too specific. It's not relatable for them and it doesn't tell a story like you were saying, Edwin. So there's no, there's no point where it like engages someone because it's like, Oh, this doesn't interest me. And there's nothing that's keeping me hooked. But at some point, you can become so niche down in the case of, you know, like your hanky panky video or Plot versus Abu, for instance, where it's compelling, it tells a story, it has a narrative, it drives people to continue watching it because they're interested, even though they have no, you know, stake in the stake in this game or anything like that, where it kind of can open that back up on the other end, in that you get the people who don't give a shit about that topic because they either see that you delivered the topic as a personality in in an interesting or compelling way to a general viewer that kept them engaged. Or I think you had mentioned this also earlier that the passion that you exude for that topic keeps people engaged in this content that they otherwise wouldn't care about. So it comes down to kind of like a trade-off of, are you making things that people care about by following trends, which is what I think fiction is trying to outline in his tweet, because he's like, oh, I can't make analytical content because that's not the trend and it doesn't work or are you making things that you care about and driving the investment because of how much you care about it
0: yeah i I think i think you know you hit on something which is pretty interesting (laughs) Uh, and it's something i agree with like how many times have I, you guys may be smarter than i am I, I was i don't think of myself as a dumb person but the dumbest wheat comes out on youtube uh <laughs> as a like a youtube watcher um which is i will click on like anything um uh, but how many times have you clicked on a video where you don't know anything about it just like you know there's it just seems so so dumb so weird yep. that like the fact that you don't have any preconceived notion of what it could be is what maybe entices you right like there's stuff that uh I'll, I'll get um recommendations for like uh ranking the best mario games and it'll be like an hour and a half video and i'm like i've played maybe every mario game or maybe not all of them but i've played like 90% of them and, and i love them and i have opinions on how they should be ranked and Uh-oh. i don't care on seeing that but i have clicked on an hour and a half video ranking all of the land before times, which I've seen one, and I've seen it when I was like (laughs) six. Uh, Like there's definitely, the the difference is the hook, right? You need some sort of hook uh, and the hook can be different. It doesn't have to be the same. Uh, Like YouTube is not just video essays, right? We're we're three people who make video essays on YouTube, but it's like, you're able to do so much. Um, And I think what fiction's running into here, (laughs) and I think it is very funny that we're making a lot of content based on this tweet itself. but what he's running into here is like a not understanding the differences of, of audiences. Uh, and when you are going to make a video that is like, here's how to improve from like three and two to like PR level, right? Like when you when you have a, a something like a difference of that, um, your audience is going to be a lot tinier. Like uh, if it's supposed to teach you something in general, that type of information the more niche you get is not going to have an hourglass because people are not trying to learn stuff that they like already don't know. Right. Um, if you are like looking up a video of how to do this, like insane skating trick, <laughs> like you probably want to learn it and you probably need to be good enough to learn it. Um, and I, the difference is that like, you don't need to like what you, what you as a consumer click on a video and analytical content video is, is probably for improvement. Like, you have a distinct reason to click on that video. Uh, And you don't have a distinct reason to click on a video of someone drinking hot sauce or someone doing a tier list of, like, Doritos flavors, right? Like, your audience uh, is going to be smaller because you're doing something that has, like, a very, very specific um, end goal. And the end goal is for the viewer to be better at Melee. Mm -hmm. But the end goal for a video that we do on on both of our channels, right on 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 melee stats and turnout for Walt, it's just like kind of tell a story, and that's something that that obviously the audience for that's a lot larger. Um, so like yeah, it's it's something where I agree, like he's not wrong. If you make content that is aimed at a very specific group of people in a very specific community, you are going to find a lot less people watch it than content that is aimed at a very specific community but could have outreach, right? You know, if Mango does something, people who don't always watch Melee know Mango, you know, it's it's like stuff like that, right?
2: I, I think it's true to an extent, but like, okay, this is actually, so I'm looking at your chat and my friend's in the chat actually, and I was just about to say pretty much exactly this point, but I like I, I literally truly think that uh, in the case of like fiction, for instance, what he has on his channel right now is like, Polish versus Hungrybox SWT analysis puff perspective. I I actually think if he simply repackaged his content with just a new title, they would already be better. Even yep. if the even if the the bulk of his of his video content, which is just uh, you know, webcam in the corner and a forty plus minute video, which holistically isn't uh, appealing to a lot of people, if he made the title something like "How Polish Beat Hungrybox," you're kind of like how, hmm, how interesting. H
0: God, H God got demolished by a god thamer
2: right yeah but it's like (laughs) I like even something as simple as that where it's just you are you are reframing your content in a meaningful way that like drives engagement again like the the point is to get people entering into the video and then it's like if it's an hour and 30 minute video of him talking about peach versus puff and you don't play either of those characters or you don't even play melee or you don't know what the fuck you just clicked on Mm. you're still kind of like Hmm, like, why am I in this video? And maybe like I'll learn something from it. And that translates to better engagement and better analytics and, and more views, which, you know, he can ride his 2000 views into the sunset, like he was saying today, but it's, I like, I think that alone is just a similar, is just a very, very simple change of like, if you don't want to make anything quote unquote high effort or, you know, like do the awesome sauce style of editing or whatever you want to do, just change your titles and see if it works. That's that's an easy enough, like very baseline thing that you can test out. You can A/B test it, see if it's going to be all right, and yeah. then move on. I mean, you see people do that. How many times have you
0: <clears throat> had a video that was recommended to you, and then the next day, the title looks really, really familiar, but the thumbnail looks exactly, you know, exactly different, and then you find out that this huge channel that has <clears throat> over three million subscribers or whatever, um, they trended down and then they changed their thumbnail like the the people like they find ways to package this and this is what it is right it's about packaging it it's why youtube thumbnail face was a thing not saying that fiction has to like soy face anytime he wants to talk about anything um but like packaging what it is is very important to getting views uh i think if he wants to put out a 40 minute video analyzing why polish beat hbox if someone wants to like watch every interaction and see what he, like what fiction has to say, uh, that is perfect for that. But people also want to just like learn stuff, right? Like we all want to learn something, but we don't want to put in any real effort, uh, to like learning something. We just want that that quick dopamine release. So sure. if he had like a five minute video and it was just like, here's like four things that Polish did that destroyed HBox, uh, like, you know, just like, consolidating it listing it out um just like whatever the audience needs to walk away with something if you want to make it big they need to walk away with something very easily you need to like spoon feed them what you want them to get away with um and it's not to say that it has to like like there's it's good that analytical content can exist on youtube long form but you can't expect that to also be the same thing that is suddenly like the biggest thing in Melee, right? The audience just isn't there. It's a completely different thing that you want your audience to take away from it.
2: I guess it depends on how you define like analytical or analysis. Cause it's like, I would take even like the biggest projects on either of our channels as having some like degree of like an analytical component in it. And that's, and and with that in mind, I would kind of disagree with you almost because you know, I think the biggest, uh, me and me and Zane Mansali were talking about this, and I, I hope he's in the chat because I know he wanted to be involved <laughs> with this discussion, but we were talking a few days before you messaged me about coming on for this. Um, and just some points that I had from him was, and I, I think this is kind of like the big uh, takeaway that multiple people who have been involved in, you know, the quote retreat extravaganza uh, have kind of themed throughout is that it's not necessarily like the videos are worse. Um, it's that the presentation isn't there. And Mm -hmm. and you said this just a few moments ago too, weed. It's just, um, you know, presentation is almost required in order to make it a good piece in general, whether it's something that's educational or a story or someone drinking hot sauce, it doesn't really matter because if your presentation sucks, no one's going to give a shit about it. And, uh, The other thing that Zane was saying to me, which I I totally agree with, is that it's not just coming down to like presentation isn't just hiring an editor to increase your production value. Um, You know, Edwin said it before. It's having story. It's having a hook. Like you were saying before, it's having a through line. It's having cohesive thoughts that make sense. Um, So if the thought is that you think you need an editor, that's not entirely true. You might need a writer. Instead, that might be a more important resource for you because someone who can give those facts, present like whatever details you're going to go through and say, um, you know, something that me and my marketing friend talk about a lot is for all your projects, it's kind of like you go through three phases and it's like, tell tell your audience what you're going to tell them, tell them it, and then tell, tell your audience what you told them. So it's just like, and it's stupid and it's redundant, but it's like, That's what audiences need in order to kind of like put the pieces together and connect the dots over over the span of an eight minute video because attention spans fucking suck. That's just kind of all there is to it. Um, The project that me and Zane were talking about that I think is a really, really, really good example of this, um, even kind of as almost a rebuttal to what you were saying earlier about like, yeah, the numbers aren't there for something that's purely analytical is uh Darwin Dings video on the Zane versus Mango interaction from Summit Eleven, and I think that's a hilarious. And Zane wrote oh this god, to me verbatim. This, again. This, <laughs> yes.
1: this, this video that, oh my god, no, I have no problem with the video. It's, it's time reference. to introduce like, our our
0: uh, fourth you know panel member. Today. <laughs> uh, Trump Fox is here. <laughs> nice. <laughs> he has a couple uh, thoughts. Nice. <laughs>
2: but like to quote this is this is an actual message i copied from from my conversation with zane where he's like this is an analytical vid that became all anybody could talk about for two or three days and one and it was in which many people thought the analysis was wrong i don't know
0: that yeah that's something uh that that whole discourse was was definitely something that was uh tough to view i, I will <laughs> say that that was definitely not the, the easiest thing I, I think that um hey i mean we are talking about a top player here right we're talking about fiction fiction's a top you know what a 20 25 player whatever you want to call it um and and i definitely think that there is some idea that top players should be the only ones who are making local content right from the top players they're like well I, like i'm the only one who can speak on this because i was in top eight of big house <sighs> or whatever uh but but it's like you know (laughs) it's a different world it's a different world than youtube like you are not you you do do not deserve uh something just because you you do not deserve views for stuff that you don't put the effort into stuff like that uh just because you are better at melee and i i think that like i i don't want to talk about the the darwin ding thing because um it's like i really don't remember much about the discourse of it other than like drug fox not ha- being the most chill uh about it and and i i remember coming away from that feeling like top players were not willing to cede control of analytical youtube comp uh content to people who are not top players despite the fact that the <laughs> but, top players but were it doesn't not doing get it views themselves.
2: so why the fuck do they care it's not... <laughs> it, <laughs>
0: uh, it's, it's wild uh, edwin I don't know if you remember this i remember eric had some thoughts ambi was definitely going off about this at the time but i don't remember did you have any thoughts on this at the moment
1: uh i mean the only thing i would i would say is that like i think um i mean you you basically covered it right it's like if there's analytical content that's come on it's been like it, it, it the thing is that for a game like melee where we're um where everyone is so passionate about it and there's a lot of a lot of time and effort spent into uh you know like honing it or whatever from the top level like people naturally get territorial over over the things that they put a lot of time into so like with darwin ding it's it the the one thing i'll mention is that like i, I do think that it, it's really scary to put that kind of content out there when like you're gonna get roasted for it for like any possible shortcoming you have especially if the goal of the content is to be Analytical and whatnot, and I think that creates like a threshold, it, 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 or it, or not, not so much a threshold. Sorry, I, I think it creates a lot of pressure on the, the person to minimize mistakes, and I think like one thing that I think could be streamlined a little bit is like like for me for for any kind of analysis that i've done in in my videos i always cross reference them with people right like this is just my go to this is just my go to like for dart versus wizzy i had grab analyze the set and review my notes for them and make sure that they were good And I told, and I told Grab ahead of time going into the set that like, look, I might not, I might not note every detail that you put in there because I have to balance the, I have to balance the value of being analytical and true to the set with telling the story that I want to tell. So I was very upfront with that. And he appreciated it. He reviewed my notes. He told me what stood out. The video came out. He loved it. Everyone was really happy. So I think there's like, um. I think sometimes there's a tendency for for people to get possessive over that sort of stuff but i also think like if the resources are there and available like you should use them like i like i am so terrified of getting something like wrong in our videos about like an interaction (laughs) in the game or, or whatnot it's it's really scary but you know like top players are there like like if 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 i get if someone gets something up like if someone takes issue with what I have to say in it. I know that I have the backing of someone or like the credence of someone who, who can back me up on this and say, well, actually this person who knows what they're talking about told me this, so I put this in the video. I, right? I do appreciate that there's like a lot of uh, organic reach
2: for Melee because you don't get that for other games, but that is one of my biggest, biggest pet peeves when it comes to uh, creating content just holistically. And I've I've talked about this with uh with Radar. I think I don't I don't know if it was uh our episode with you guys or it might have been with Awesome Sauce. But like so many people don't create uh you know like metrics driven or like really hardcore breakdown educational content because of fear for being wrong. And I, I don't think I've seen like any other community that truly crucifies someone for getting a single aspect of a single piece of the video incorrect um and that's the part that like really really bothers me when it comes to that because I think a lot of people get like dissuaded from doing like really hard uh in-depth educational content because it's like oh if, I, if you're not good at the game what do you really have to say um and I've said this like multiple times when it comes to my channel personally where it's like Part of my goal for for this channel when it comes to the lens of melee was to show people that I know what I'm talking about, even though I suck at the game, like I I can speak intelligently about the game and be able to, like, explain concepts in a digestible format. So that people will understand what I'm saying, but I don't have to be a top player in order to do that. and i think the other thing is like it's okay to make mistakes but that's like a different (laughs) that's like a different topic and no it's uh, oh my god
0: it it, it makes me so mad
2: dude
1: i can't put
0: something on youtube you're a professional you cannot make a mistake
1: well if i can uh if i can just like gently like mention one thing though i do think like the fact that melee is close-knit and that that there are these very easily available resources i do think that like it is every good content creator's due diligence to yes. make sure that, yeah. that when they bring up something, whether it's analytical, whether it's historical or, or whatnot, that they reach out to people who know what they're doing on those topics and sure. verify them. I do yeah, think totally that's a really important uh, part of creating good content. And I, I obviously mentioned my like grab example, but if, if someone was making a video about melee history and I noticed that they they, they got something wrong, that, that does point out in my mind. And I, I try not to be like super toxic about it, but but it is something that, like, it is something that I definitely that I would definitely notice if if something that I put a lot of time into was, was misrepresented or 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 not cited correctly or 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 that like a pet peeve of mine is not there. You no, know, that that is something that would make me think worse of the content. It wouldn't make sure. me think like want to judge someone else or whatnot. Mm-hmm. But you know, we are in a tight knit community, and I think it's also like well, I again I empathize with the with the or you know with 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 um with the pressure with dealing the pressure of getting negative feedback from a few people that matter but it is important to remember and i think every content creator should know this like this is what we sign up for right like we're like we. this is it's no different from anyone else who's good or trying to develop a public facing skill that you know people are going to have opinions on right and like you know even for for something like rankings or or something like like my weekly column right like i'm putting that stuff out into the public arena if someone doesn't like it and they don't like it for a good or stupid reason like that is their opinion like no yep. i'm not entitled to uncritical uncritical feedback and i'm not entitled from like my shortcomings now i am i'm entitled to you know basic respect in, interpersonally and whatnot and i definitely understand the pressure that's there but you know like w- when you have experts available or when you have people who are good at what they're doing and if you really care about accuracy and like, or you care about doing your diligent steps, I do think that's necessary to, to, to follow through as a content creator. And I think it's also important to remember that even those people who get territorial or, you know, maybe a little critical of those topics, like they are a small number. The majority of Melee content that I see is like very, very well received. Yep. I th- and I think that it's worth remembering that because it's, it's kind of like we're all in the space where like most of us do is not not all of us, but most of us do it as a hobby, right, mm-hmm. so there's kind of like a mutual understanding that like you know like you, we could perfect this content like we could make it like exactly what it is, but like life's too short like we're we're playing melee like this is different from yeah, lot, sure. or capitalism or whatever like like <laughs> I think most people like in spite of what it feels like they they kind of understand this, so i I do think it's worth keeping that in mind
0: i, I mean like we're, that gets into the issue of quality, which is not really what we're mentioning here, right? Like, like we're we've talked for what forty minutes already uh, about content, and and we really have not hit on quality because for for what it's worth, quality is really important in having you know good videos, growing your channel, but it's not like that important having someone click, right? You don't know the quality of a video uh, before you click on it. And that's kind of what we're getting to here, right? We're getting to views. Um, so I, I agree with you. I, I also, you know, give you the flip side. I think if you're a top player, uh, I, I think that if you want analytical content to continue, you don't have to quote retweet someone. If they said something slightly wrong, you, you can always set them up in DMS or whatever. Um, but, you know, re- regardless that gets into quality. Uh, we're, we're talking about like marketability here. We're talking about getting people to click on your videos. Um, you know we're we're going to mention like getting views stuff like that it, it it's a small part of the the bigger more broad aspect of building a brand um uh, which is something that like you get into when you start talking about uh esports right that was the thing when when we started getting into esports is that like people were getting sponsored by like cloud nine and stuff like that and everyone was just like okay like you have to you have to be good and have a funny Twitter, right? Like, uh, we had, like, this really, like, small idea of what a brand was. Um, and now, as, as the esports bubble has kind of really popped on Smash, um, for the most part, uh, people have kind of, like, not been driven to develop a brand. Uh, this is something that if you check out Slime during Summit season, he'll always say this. He'll always say, like, okay, you guys are creating content now. It's it's like doing it last minute. You're like doing it like a rush. It's like you could have been doing this for your entire like career as a Smash player, and then you don't have to prove to people at the very end that you like I'm cool and make content and videos, right? Uh, I I guess like the thing with fiction is that uh, analytical is a word that I think really set people off. And it's a word that to people means different stuff. I think you can call what we make analytical. I think you can call what awesome sauce makes analytical. I would also call that very, very different than a 45 minute video of someone going interaction by interaction and a set, Uh, but they have different goals. And I think that that's like, that's the difference. I think it's okay for fiction to create videos like that. I'm not saying, Hey, every video he makes has to be optimized. It has to be 11 minutes. Like, I have to get out of it and immediately, like, you know, get whatever takeaways from it. Um, I guess the idea is that, like, if you are going to create that, <laughs> like, you have to understand that, like, those are two different videos with two different goals of what they teach the viewer, which will have two completely different uh, views at the end of the day. It's like, you know, if you watch, there's there's some really great content. Um on youtube that's just like very general and very popular i've watched videos on you know the accent guy eric singer talking about celebrity accents i've watched a video on like what makes clay thompson's threes different than other people's threes i've watched those type of things and they did really well on youtube but if i wanted to watch a hour-long dialect coach telling me how to have like a cajun accent or if i wanted to watch a video about how to be better at shooting threes these will obviously not be tailored to the same exact audience and the and the viewpoints and the the, the view counts i should say uh, will will definitely differ so that's i think that the thing that comes into play here with the fiction thing is is analytical is a very broad word and <laughs> people's idea of what analytical content is is pretty different uh and i think that's kind of what set people off but yeah um let's talk about like what these players can do to build a brand because i i do think that analytical is a brand that works um i want to mention someone who i think is like similar to something that top players can be in in a different game uh and i think it's pronounced bafael um this is from street fighter he's a street fighter five player who i I don't really know tournament um placings or anything uh but i would say you know good like you know not winning capcom cup or anything but good um and the videos on his channel are pretty much split between just like him playing third strike or him playing street fighter just like that just like a a hour-long video of it um and then videos of like very specific goals of being like here's why everyone thought uh dj in street fighter 4 was bad and here's the exact reasons why he's bad and he's a badly designed character and like two completely different goals uh with two you know like completely different view counts as well um and i think that this is something like the idea of having different tailored content is something that uh i i think these top players could really do hey i mean i think walt and i talked about the idea of like people who stream and people who stream with the idea of just putting out a stream and people who stream with the idea of putting out YouTube content. And that is something that you could do if you are a fiction, right? If you are an analytical player who he does stream analysis, he will he will go on stream. If you, you pay him like $25 or whatever it is, he'll analyze. He'll do like an hour long set uh, for you. You can put that on YouTube. And then you could also be mindful in the moment of ways that you can t- sell that information where you can also make an eight minute video right like there are ways to have to have both that I don't think players are doing currently. well what uh, what are your thoughts on this?
2: So the, the biggest thing that I that I get out of this is that like a lot of these people, if you're specifically coming from the angle of being a player, like in this case if we're still on kind of like the fiction railroad, then yeah um, you need to have like a call to action, or some level of kind of like, this is your market audience that you're mm-hmm. working for. So it could be as simple as like, okay, the goal of my content is to drive traffic to my Metify, for instance. I think most people in the coaching realm could say like, yeah, these lessons that I post for free are also available on my Patreon. They're also available on my mm-hmm. Medify and you too can get, um, you know, gain access to something like that. But that's kind of like how you need to position your quote-unquote brand, if you will. Um, if the complaint is coming from YouTube, then position your YouTube better, plain and, like, plain and simple. But there's very easy ways for you, I think, to drive traffic to specific areas, depending on what you want those areas to be. And in the case of players, I think the biggest, most tangible, um, I guess, revenue stream that they can get out of it or just something that can turn into some type of career or side, side gig for them, in addition to them being a competitor would be driving them to coaching, driving mm-hmm. them to a Patreon or some way in which contributors can contribute in exchange for some type of, uh, you know, knowledge or, uh, increased brand value with that creator. Um, that can be kind of like the simplest way for someone, uh, for people like us, I think who aren't really in the driver's seat of we're good at the game and we're going to bestow our knowledge upon Mm -hmm. the, you know, puns of the world who don't understand melee and we're going to bless them with this knowledge so that they can make it out of pools and get 129th at a tournament. Uh, we don't really do that. So our goal for us is through the medium of YouTube and kind of an end goal is to create new fans of the game. Uh, all in all increase the larger end of the marketing funnel. So we want to get more people involved in melee, which is why I'm so kind of like strung on, you know, and I know we weren't going to talk about it, but like the thing for Darwin's video is like something like that gets more people interested in the game, whether it's wrong or not. So it's like that in itself increases brand value for that individual creator, it increases kind of the ecosystem of the game as a whole, because it gets more people interested in, in, you know, clicking on other things, they'll look at related videos, and then it all kind of snowballs from there. And then most importantly, from the brand identity perspective, which was kind of your original question, it creates new fans of the game. So that's what's, that's really the end goal for people like you and me, I think. Um, but yeah, it, it, it depends on who you're who you're looking for.
0: I do think that, uh, the, the point you make about like having an actionable end goal leading to like some sort of monetary value is something that it's like, yeah. Um, I I don't really, I, I don't know to what point, uh, YouTube for a lot of these players who put out videos. I don't know what part of that, uh, income comes from YouTube. I can't imagine a lot. YouTube we we know us three here. We know does not pay extremely well, uh, you know. Maybe if you're you're doing it, you know, just pumping videos out, that could be a significant portion. Uh, but but I feel like yeah, you're you're right. I mean, if if they wanted to make, uh, something that would end up being like a tenant of their income doing coaching through Medify, doing a patreon like Drud fox doing something where you get something from it is uh is probably the best way to do it uh, uh, like better than youtube for probably many many players um <laughs> it's just funny it's like at what point are uh, like it does does the views does the want for views come from that does the want for views come from the fact that they feel like they should be getting them it, it's hard to tell um but what the point you make is that like for people who are not top players, you're right that the brand that they have to make, it's a harder push, and it's something that, that has to be more like of a concerted effort because we're not on stream in top eight of a major, having seventy thousand people watch us. Right, it's not audience that's there for you know the guy who got seventh place at Genesis, right? uh but having that foot in the door is very helpful, and then. It doesn't have to be coaching. It doesn't even have to be a Patreon, right? Uh, I really don't watch Ultimate that much. But from my few times watching it, I know that Cola is very cool, very Mm -hmm. rushdown heavy. He's a very exciting player to watch. And I cannot, like... I I have to believe that me knowing that, as someone who doesn't watch it, is a very big part of why he's picked up by by, uh, Moist. And, like, there there are (laughs) end goals to to branding yourself as a specific type of player or personality that go past youtube. YouTube is just one part of it, right? YouTube's a bigger part for us who um like we are not about to get signed to TSM as as like melee players. Uh but for for melee players, yeah, YouTube is is one small part and it helps the brand, you know. You have players like uh I think Brian F if we want to talk about Street Fighter has a really big YouTube. Uh, and he's also a very good player but he is not on the same level in terms of skill as people who we see like you know he's got bigger youtube channels than right uh and it's stuff like that i i think that when you are creating a brand you kind of have to understand if you do want a brand or if you just want to be a guy who like plays melee on the weekends and happens to go like get top 32 at majors, regardless. Um, like, there's there's the difference between that and there's a difference between, like, going all in and making sure that you have a personality that can be known and can be understood within a set, within 10 minutes on stream. Because some people do that. Uh, Edwin, I don't know what your thoughts on this are, but I'm sure you've got some.
1: Yeah, so I think... Um, what, I, I wouldn't even call this a challenge, but I think I, I would context, contextualize this whole discussion of, like branding and like what your end goal of content should be i think everyone in the scene's got a different role and, the, and this in, this includes content creators i don't know if it's and and i think i think that's okay i think like if you talk to me wheat and ambi or or you, you as well walt and other people i think you'll you'll find that like we all share the general like uh Goal of either trying to balance self, like, you know, something we want to express about the scene or a story we want to tell with trying to get other people and trying to trying to get newcomers into the game or trying to show how cool, cool the scene is, right? I think that that's generally none of us are in it to try to make this, at least for people deeply within the community. I don't think any of us are in it to try to make the community look bad or to dissuade people from joining the scene. I think we're—I think generally speaking, none of us are want to make a video that stops people from getting the scene. But with that said, I think it, it's kind of like a gradient, right? So I think if you talk to—if you talk to some people, self-expression is very high on that list. So like they don't care whether the whether it makes the scene look amazing or or whatnot they want to express some universal experience or, or some personal story that they have and want to share or like some kind of message using Melee as a medium for that message or whatever story that they want to tell. And then there are other people that maybe, maybe it's less on that but there's something really cool and interesting about the game and its history or even just like a match of Melee that they want to show in all its spectacle to, to draw people to the scene the you, you, you know like if you look at any industry right you got like like let's look at food for an instance not not everything has to be mcdonald's but not everything has to be capital grill either like there's there's room for there's so many different ways that you can reach out to people and there's so many different ways that you can express yourself and there's so many different ways to balance the both of them in a variety of formats it can be something as simple as you know hot wands or whatever it can be something as it can be something as simple as like analytical content or or whatever and where you want to position yourself in that gradient or that brand is like I I feel like you can't force it. It it has to ultimately come from whatever you think is right for for kind of wherever you fall into those gradients. So like whether you're Moki, Ginger or like any of the, these different people, I think ultimately like if you try to force something that doesn't express yourself, like people are uh, like even someone who doesn't follow content that much is is able to pick up on it. But if you but if you have like an established history of cementing yourself to contributing the scene in a certain way, expressing it in a certain way and having a relationship with other people in the scene in a certain way. I think people, people are more likely to follow you if it's sincere and if it shows an earnest growth, I'm not going to be happy. Like, I don't think, I I think we can all agree that the, the world is not better tomorrow. If like I, if, um, if say fiction or something tries to do the equivalent of like those old C9 videos with mango, that that's just not, that's just not who he is. And that's not, it doesn't mean that he can't get there at some point, but it's just like, that's not part of the, what audiences come to expect from him. That's not the best version of fiction. I think every content creator should like, it's good to learn from each other and good to see what the field is doing. But I think if you really want to build your brand, you have to lean into who you are. And I think that's, that's a really, that's a really difficult journey that, you know, like I'm still going through it. Wheat's still going through it. I think Ambi's still going through it. And, well, through I'm, it. I think you're, I, he's I'm sure you're going through it too. I, th- I think and like I think ultimately showing that journey throughout the throughout whatever work that you put out there, whether it's long form, short form, or whatever shit, like I think that's I think that's that's the key to ban- brand building. I'm gonna name one example of someone who I think is incredibly good at this. I think that Dark Gen X is great at this. I think he he went from someone who you know he was a local to or like local volunteer for the scene and whatnot to someone who was a good player who then went into making memes who then went into making twitter videos now he's a pretty good player that makes good youtube videos managed a summit campaign this is a you see where i'm going with this this is a whole journey this is a whole journey of someone finding their place in the scene and then slowly growing growing their like sphere of influence and whatnot more people will remember dark gen x and his contributions Than the contributions of someone who just like you know it's it's an impressive contribution and whatnot but like other people who might be better players but not necessarily and might have a youtube channel but might not necessarily have the same growth like broader story that audiences can follow and i I know it's kind of that seems like a bit of an out there example of someone for brand building but it's it's the first one i can think of and i think i think it's a pretty good example of like you know really leaning into who you are and having a captivating story to before 4 like, weeks says, says his
2: points. point um i know there was the uh i'm just going to mention the Tafo tweet of like uh oh, the, like the hilarious bell-like. to me of yeah that like yeah. the the person in smash with the greatest brand value is someone who doesn't even like make it out of round 2 pools of a major <laughs> um just commenting that cuz that's what comes to mind when when you know i think you fair. bring up many fair points for that when i agree with pretty much everything you say so but we take the floor.
0: He's very vindicative. Uh, I remember at the time that, that tweet, people were like, What do you mean? Ludwig's not even good. It's HBox, baby. Or, yeah, they would say something like that. Uh, HBox, of course, doing very well. Yeah, it turns out
2: winning tournaments doesn't mean that you're a good entertainer. <laughs> like, that's crazy. But, yeah, who, who knew?
0: Um, no, I, I mean, Edwin, a great example is Yingling. We, we literally saw a popularity contest that was won by someone who is not top 100. It's never been on a top 100 ballot very good player but not very close to top 100 in terms of like the other players who were there uh we we always looked at summit well <clears throat> i think people first looked at summit as something that was skill based and like if you were good you should be in and then we pretty quickly learned that there's no shoulds in summit the only should is people who put the effort in uh which is something that he did he built a very quick brand and it's tough right we are <laughs> It it's like very funny to have these second lives uh which is what melee is for most people in the scene um where like if you want to be brand if you want to have good branding you have to like unlearn everything in your brain about like being a well-rounded human being and you got to be like okay everything that is like unique about me i have to bump up to 11 uh, like yingling is not if you talk to, to nick in person he could probably tell you about a lot of stuff right he's probably a pretty normal guy and my interactions with him in person have led me to believe that but if you only looked on twitter you would know he's a fan of the phoenix suns uh he the the fish there's a fish photo associated with them, and that's basically it right like you in terms of branding if you do want to have there are people who all watch to else there's people who only watch the really big videos from players when i first got into melee in 2014 i knew plup i was like i like plup he's the guy who wears the spongebob hat (laughs) (laughs) it's just like there's these really really tiny things that in terms of branding you have to like understand what you are bringing that is unique
1: and you have to understand i find it really funny that we keep bringing up fiction i know that
0: like this is a pretty innocuous tweet and i really do like shep and i actually don't disagree with him that much on this subject i think it was worded poorly uh, but i think there's like you know levels to what he's saying here that that could be construed as correct but he is someone who i you know i've interacted with him a few times in person uh i wouldn't say we're like friends or anything close but I, but i've you know had the opportunity to talk to him at smash world tour uh the finals and the qualifying event at main stage and he is someone who i think this might shock people who only know him on twitter he's like a pretty magnetic person um i don't know if this is your feeling as well walt i think you you know you've i believe you've talked to him in person
2: yeah i Um, I roomed with him at uh big house (laughs) nine
0: he is just someone who like especially in a hotel room especially like a smasher's hotel room there's a pretty good chance he's like the the like funniest person in the room he has like a, such a naturalistic way of speaking about something that makes it so humorous and, and the crazy thing about this is that we have seen content where he does this perfectly it's content that doesn't exist i've described it as like the library of alexandria part two it is his, <laughs> his video where he goes through the top 100 and he gives his real thoughts on everybody. and he's able to say like the most sus- succinct like and pretty mean things that he's like ever said uh but he's able to like talk about a play for 30 seconds say something completely unique and then just move on and it's like yeah the dude what you're doing to them is what you're like you need to do to yourself you need to understand what's unique about you that you can be described in 30 seconds you need to like hit that end goal um i don't know does this mean that we we see like i'm does this mean that fiction should now shoot videos where he kayaks right that's something he loves to do (laughs) but i don't think so i don't necessarily think that like you know like Edwin mentioned, this is the mango C9 thing. We don't need everyone. Like we don't need to force stuff into pe- people into stuff that they are not classically like attuned to be doing. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I think in terms of brand, like th- this is a, the it's a big market out there, right? You are able to do a lot of things and, and through your play, none is very cool. None play is very cool. None's very successful. People know none for being cool and and, even if it's not through your play, like you could be, you could be funny. You could do stuff on Twitter. <laughs> with one image, get into the biggest turn, like the the turn with the biggest prize pot of all time. Sure. Like truly only by brand recognition. He built a brand and got into summit based on a brand he had built a month before. Uh, and I think that's what top players, if they, If they want to do something, they need to take some notes from Nick Yingling.
1: (laughs) Yeah, let it be known just really quickly. My spouse doesn't follow Melee, but they know that I'm super involved in Melee. I hope they do. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) They're just finding this out
2: now after the honeymoon.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Here's the deal. My spouse doesn't know AMSA. My spouse doesn't know IBDW. My spouse doesn't know SJ. My spouse doesn't even know Axe. But one of like five people that my spouse remembers and asks me about all right. So the following are the people that my spouse recognizes: Mango, Mutiking, Zane, Hungrybox, and Nick Yingling. That's right. That's, that's great. That's that's their extent to of <laughs> Melee knowledge. I just they, really
0: want to quickly add on to that. Um, so there was a, a list that came out recently. This was from Liquipedia. This was the using like their uh, in-house data, the top smashers by like just pure number of clicks for their page uh and it like goes pretty much how you expect it. it's like mango number one like hbox number two um and i was watching a vo- uh, a twitch stream of Leffen. Leffen was playing Zayn, and they were talking about this list and they're like why is slime above axe and amsa and it's like i wonder why i wonder why this player <laughs> who has a bigger audience a better brand has more of an idea of what they want to present themselves as to the world in terms of content i wonder why they have more clicks than two people who i think do a good job at it but it's like different levels right like yeah something like that i i I was shocked that leffen and zane uh were not immediately understanding that that was the case leffen actually said he was like oh slime probably did a joke on stream where he asked everybody to click on his name on liquipedia (laughs) and i was like (laughs) do you think that that has to be done for slime to get more clicks you think he can't naturally be more popular on Liquipedia. Uh, It's yeah, it's, it's funny stuff like that. (laughs) It's like, uh, I I think that Leffen has a great brand. I think that Zane has a good brand as well. Uh, But it is funny that like that lack of comprehension that probably goes down for every single top player. (laughs) It's just like not understanding why, someone who is worse can have a better
2: brand. <laughs> yeah, it goes. I mean, it comes back to, to goals like uh, me and Edwin were saying, where it's just like a lot of those players, like their, their goal first and foremost is to just be good at the game and compete at a high level and win tournaments, which is totally fine. But like if, you're, if your goal is shifted to, I want to be successful in another market and I want to make this a livable income or something that I can do mm-hmm. for for a career, it's like, yeah, your priorities need to shift a little bit. So that's kind of, uh, you know, the crux of of the issue, I think, where where people run into that, you know, Goldilocks zone. They need to find of, you know, how much is too much being an entertainer, and how do I balance yeah. that with being a, a professional or a competitor or whatever your whatever your niche is in the hobby or something that you want to convert into a full time career is going to be. Um, Funny thing, because you mentioned about Shepard being like really fun to hang out with. He is; he's Um, very fun. So at at the start of when you introed me, I I said that uh, with zero context that he called me strong, and then (laughs) I got a weird look about it because I didn't give any context to it. Um, I roomed with him and uh, Cody, which will be a good tangent into your next subject, I think, uh, at Big House Nine, and (laughs) I just remember um i went to the gym one of the mornings to just like go lift before the tournament and i remember Shepard, Shepard and i shared a bed that night and he woke up that morning and asked cody where i went and cody was like oh yeah he told me he was going to the gym or something um and but like before he asked where i was i guess he woke up like all angry and disgruntled and was just like dude, that guy has, like, the most broad fucking shoulders I've ever ha- seen in my life. Like, it was impossible to share a bed with him. Um, and then he was like, oh, like, where'd he go, by the way? And Cody's like, yeah, he went to the gym. And then Shepard was just like, you're telling me he's getting even bigger? <laughs> and just walks out of the room. It's <laughs> just, like, done with life. Uh, yeah. That sounds like a fun room right there. It was. I- I it say. was pretty fun, except for when they got, like, not first at in doubles and then complained about it so but it's okay i'm sure they were better than cyrox that's all i oh gonna man say. <laughs> cyrox you're mad
0: at cyrox because he told you to fuck off that was you were like showing him your own combos on gloom shot you were like <laughs> you're like Gloomshot put me in it's it's like auto generated
1: dude <laughs> no, check it, it out. i made he was it to talk to me about something and i was just watching my own combo yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah there's there's a lot of reasons why cyrox was justified in telling you to fuck off uh hey that's someone who you know that like could have a fun brand as well people know him as like when he got into the scene he was fast and young yeah it's just like if you have if you can be described in two words pretty succinctly that's like a good start to knowing you have a brand Dude,
2: um he crush, still does he still does have a brand and, and, and he hasn't been around for 3 years like... crush
0: not being around for 3 years is the best thing that continues brand that's the most on yeah. thing that he could have done yeah it's crazy yeah it's i mean i think he was crush crush's brand is so funny cuz people are debating whether or not he was playing a character and how much he knew uh <laughs> which like that's how you know you have a brand if people are like still to this day not sure how serious you are um yeah i don't know i mean to 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 end this right here um for people who want to establish brands i i think that like you have to understand what makes you as a person and as a player unique but you have to understand like walt said you have to understand your goal if your goal is to be a variety streamer then saying that you are like the coolest uh Uh, i'm trying to think of a random character coolest Ness player (laughs) it's like that might not go far if you if you want to stream overwatch the next day um but i think like stuff like amsa being the yoshi player or axe being the pikachu player these work out great like there there are ways of understanding what's unique about you as a player uh that you can continue your brand as a player and there are ways of understanding what's unique about you as a person that can continue your brand as that um but yeah i don't know what am i talking about we have like 15 viewers right now probably i i should be talking about brands um what i want to talk about i want to talk about someone who we just mentioned we just mentioned ibw who uh he is not immune to having some some thoughts on twitter (laughs) unfortunately you know there's there's very few people who who really uh don't feel the the pull to tweet on the bird website. Um, and he came out with a, a tweet the other day that I don't think got a lot of, it definitely did not get as much traction as the one that we saw from fiction, but it's something that I want to talk about because we are getting into a point where with Omicron um, ramping up as it is right now, we are kind of unsure about the situation that we're in currently. We did an episode last week talking with dark Genix, who, you know, the to of the function, the, the function two had to move back uh because of Omicron, and I think it was one of the first big events to deal with it. Since then we've seen other events do that. We've seen uh Bay Area Rumble uh, was was going to be like this big thing before Genesis. Now that's uh you know shut down. We've seen a lot of people drop out from <clears throat> Genesis. We've already seen like Plup, Leffen, Amsa, uh, uh, Cody himself, Moki. There's all these players who were signed up who are now not going. And uh, we, we got a tweet from Cody that kind of talks about this. Uh, so I'm going to read this out here. This is from a few days ago. Uh, Generally encourage TOS to consider, if possible, more invitational style events going forward until there's some sort type of control on the current pandemic. It's just so risky for anyone to travel to a thousand plus person convention, especially in the US. Shitty situation, colon, uh, forward slash. <laughs> nice. um, one of the things that I think is interesting here is that like there's a through line to the the conversation we have about um about top player branding about top player melee content and it's the focus on top players Uh, and like i'm gonna say this as nice as possible because i have had really good interactions with cody for years um he actually recognized me at pound underground uh or maybe it was pound 2019 whatever it was it was like i think it was pound 2019 he you uh, know, he uh talked to me he's a very down-to-earth person every time i talk to him he is unfortunately top player pilled i have like <laughs> i think this tweet uh in combination with what he said on our podcast uh, on our first episode which i will say got us a lot of good interactions on twitter uh so i thank him for that and <laughs> i thank him for also having another uh tweet that we can then make a podcast episode on uh kind of the inverse um but he is someone who from ideas like this and ideas like having pools be run online for big events it's it's definitely like top player attitude that I, i don't think is far off from melee like melee has seen uh a lot of success 12 summits in we saw mango only go to summits last year like we we definitely are not uh immune to this idea of of treating top players differently and yet coming back to tournaments coming back to majors it is this kind of thing that seems antithetical to what we we have done throughout melee's lifespan right um the idea of having like a 20 year old game where the beauty of games like this the beauty of games in the fgc is the ability that uh, you can sit down you can play mango round one um like you have to go through everyone it's kind of being mitigated here but like obviously for good reason you know <laughs> covid seems very scary right now uh i know i'm not going to genesis because of omicron um so the idea that he's not going I'm, I'm not trying to to put him on blast but what do you think about this solution edwin you are someone your brain those gears are constantly moving uh how do you feel about this solution that the the idea to get around omicron is to have top player only invitationals
1: uh when when it comes to such a like look we don't know how this is going to turn out right we we've gone through about like what a year of the pandemic a year and a half of the pandemic at this point like, maybe, maybe, you know i guess maybe a little more than that like approaching two years i think that like drawing conclusions of what tos can't can or should do to like solely benefit yourself and projecting that as like a good thing for the rest of the scene is a little like like I again I, I'm not trying to put ibw on blast here i i have a good professional relationship like we we get along and everything i i respect him and whatnot but i do think it's funny saying like he tends to he he and like i think a lot of other top players tend to fall into this line of like oh you know like this overall situation is really bad and I think and I you know for that this reason i have this like I have this reason for why I'm not attending or doing this stuff. And like, that's reasonable enough on its own. But, you know, I think that, I think, you know, for the good of the scene, I, I think we should have an invitational, which, you know, like all my requests are made for me and uh, you, you fly me and like do all this stuff. And it'll be great for the scene. Just trust me. Like, I think, I think there's, there's kind of a tendency to sort of just like project what you think is best for yourself onto like the scene and other people and stuff. Like this is, Like, I don't know, dude, like Tio's plan events for like months or if not like a year for really larger events. Right. So the idea that like we could have venues booked, like for a ton of time in advance, we'd have all this stuff, right. That has been planned like, there are events in the summer and spring. And even now that are not going to be canceled because, because like the deal for running an event in a certain venue was made like months ago, if not a year ago. Right. So the idea that tos could be like, well, you know, in the next six months of this situation, that we have no idea like how much worse it's going to get or better. Like we, there, there's no clear path out of it. Like we're we're just going to all like change strategy and like go and like switch our events to these type of events or have other people in the community run these type of events. I think like it, it's well intended, but that is it's not quite how things work work out for the scene, and, it, and it's not quite like as, as simple as that. So I think it's, it's well intended. Like I'm not against cool invitationals in person in the, in the abstract, but I think the stuff for land events is a lot more difficult to plan and a lot more difficult to like structure the scene around. Right. However, what I will say, I have been really enjoying the return of online and, and rollback exhibitions. I think this is a really good format for, for the scene to kind of like, Again, not to mostly transition to, but I think it, it gives the scene something a, a little bit, right? It's just, I it's can't a dude, I,
0: I can't take you serious on this. You counted online for your PGR ballot. Of course, you'd want online <laughs> to come back.: Yeah
1: we all all the just, true know, form of actually, melee in your mind. Yeah, we, we got to keep we got to keep frozen frozen in the stadium as long oh, as none of know. that watered
2: down Yeah, why, why don't
0: why you
1: have
2: it? a topic on that yeah that's a,
1: that, that's a story for another time god i don't <laughs> want to have
0: a topic on it
1: uh <laughs> yeah you know, we'll I probably do it next week the <laughs> point about like exhibitions though like rollback like exhibitions being kind of this new this, yes well not new yes. but like this this like return of exhibitions through things like the fight club and obviously king of the cube which i've been a big fan of thank fan of we've seen lot. we've been, seen a lot, lot of, of great,
0: great content that's online only uh that has been focused on this idea of like you know I- instead of like having to watch uh the entirety of top 32 for the finals to be like uh you know ben versus Sidward or something, right? Like mm-hmm. I, I do think online events have kind of lost their luster in terms of like a, um, a viewer standpoint. Uh, I think online events are something that it's gonna stick around for a while because they are incredibly good for the competitors uh, in terms of like being able to play a lot of talent in a like quasi tournament uh, mm-hmm. mode. But yeah, I mean, in terms of like uh, viewership, we've been seeing a lot of good content. Edwin, I'm gonna. I think like we agree on this, but we agree different ways. I'm gonna push back on this idea. Uh, this like there's a lot of reasons why this doesn't work. So I'm gonna push back on the reason why you said it and said present my own. Uh, yeah, I I think like with venues, it's like something where, um, yeah, good luck if dude, good luck running a tournament, uh, thousand person major with a venue that you have not booked yet. Um, but uh, like if you want to run a sixteen person invitational with staff maybe you get up to like 20 people 25 people probably doable at this point you need a venue for 25 people uh within a year i think that's pretty doable so i don't think well, that's it's, the it's thing more that's like the back.
1: big heroes that would have ran it like have already booked like larger events because omicron was not something that they were accounting for right yeah I so mean, like, but those events there's... could happen but like the the people in the scene that are doing it like it like it'll require new people or or more and i i'm not quite sure it's like a reasonable like like the implication of his tweet seems to be that like well he, he's asking for more tos to do this right so this is something like structural to the scene that he's expecting to happen within a relatively short time span right? i
0: think we're giving too much credence to this idea i don't think he's necessarily calling for Juggle guy to host big house and also host tiny house, big house whatever. <laughs> uh, small, <high. laughs> small home it's- small home uh I, like i don't i don't think that there's that but it doesn't really matter uh because the real money why this doesn't work regardless of tos who are available to run this is is this thing right here it's the skrilla it's the money do you know why summit can work because summit has a built-in model where they get a lot of money it's like this the idea is not inherent to summit that they're going to be able to run and they're going to be able to run in the black and the thing with many tournaments is that they usually like the, the anecdotes that we hear is that smash tournaments will not run in the black the first year, almost any major that like exists the first year will probably run the red. Um, And, and of course we've heard some figures from, uh, from shine. We've heard some figures from CEO. We've heard figures from a lot of different things that sound very scary. Uh, And even though you're not dealing with the venue that has to hold 3000 people or whatever, um, the the way that these you know the way that you make money is by having people pay to attend. And for an invitational where you're flying people out not charging them and then giving them money, it's like where does this come from, right? Uh I don't know unless the the idea that we had a while back to like get Elon Musk into melee and he gives us a billion dollars.
1: Uh, yeah, actually that reason is literally so obvious. I I didn't even like think of it that's a very good that's that's an even better reason we yeah i, I mean, really like, didn't even think like money to, like, running those events because it was <laughs> so like a.
2: Uh, it was so yeah you're a melee player you don't think
1: about money look
0: edwin there's a lot of different reasons why this won't work we're, we're just like all <laughs> ping-ponging around with all these different reasons why this. no but this, it this is funny because like no that is literally
1: like just the biggest reason and i didn't even say it because <laughs> yeah. it was so yeah that's, that's funny it didn't well, even come to what mind what do you uh just yeah, I mean, like,
2: like I, yeah, I was gonna talk about the money thing as just kind of the elephant in the room overall when it comes to invitational things, and and that's what sucks when it comes to something that obviously can't be predicted. And you can't control like the government shutting your event down and putting yeah. you into life crippling debt because you decided to run a video game tournament for two thousand people, and that that's shitty. Like, there's really just no cutting around that. Um, the money aspect bleeds into uh, why online events are, are difficult to sustain as well. I mean, aside from, uh, what you were saying before weed about maybe perhaps they're losing their luster. People don't go to them as often because it kind of is driven by big personalities. This goes back to building a brand and all of that thing, because if brands can kind of drive more viewership and more pairs of eyes to these events, that's great. And it leads them to be successful. But what incentive does a TO have to sit at their computer at home for 10 hours a day to run a tournament at zero cost mm-hmm. and it's like they just lose money and something that i do appreciate i think it was uh uh nico ryobeat yeah Ryobi said like yeah I, I actually just snuck in like a five dollar to fee for uh online events that we've been running and people people are totally fine with it and it at least gives a small monetary incentive to the people who are putting in that work it's not enough to like really tip the scales or move the <laughs> needle in any meaningful way uh, that it's like, yeah, fuck it, let's just start running invitationals now because we have twenty eight dollars to work with. <laughs> but you know, at least it's something where they're not just doing it completely in the red uh, over time because that that's just insane to think about. Like, yeah, let's just do more online events. Of course, a player is going to say that because it means that they want it's it's more content, it's more ways for them to improve. It's it's win 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 in every single aspect, whether you're a competitor, entertainer, personality, whatever you want it to be but you got to get the people who are willing to put in the hours for that to cater to you in that, in that sense as well.
0: Yeah. It's hard to make things appear out of thin air. Uh, and, and I want to make like, make it clear. Like we did when talking about fiction that like, we do like fiction. I do like Cody. And I think that, that like Edwin said, he comes from a good place here. He's just like, (laughs) it comes across as a little didn't think it through, I guess. Um, because yeah, of course, uh, an invitational would include him, but I i would like to say that it probably it's it's about like what you know what could be best for melee, and I think that as Omicron gets scary, uh, like I will say, and I've said this throughout the entirety of COVID, it doesn't exist. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I will say, and I've said this throughout the entirety of COVID, we probably don't know how bad anything is. Like we don't know how much we don't know. Uh, I think that anytime we get information, people will parrot that as if that's truth. Uh, I don't necessarily know that Omicron is going to lead us to better things in the immediate future. Uh, I don't know if we're going to follow other countries that had a similar peak and a, and then a break. Uh, I don't know if Omicron is even not as bad as other variants. Like we've been told a lot of information and I don't think that any of this is stuff that we can take as truth far enough to plan stuff ahead right yeah and that's something like you know <laughs> okay what if what if uh february comes and everything's back to normal and you're a to like you canceled big house and now you're running small. yeah home. yeah i mean that, like, oh,
1: right <laughs> like with the the time frame like the idea like to can consider doing more of this thing in this situation yeah. that we we have no yeah. idea how it's going to pan out but i think it comes
0: from the idea of not wanting a 2022 to be devoid of top players uh as funny as that idea sounds like yeah if every major we have major uh doesn't have a top 10 player then then you know does melee how does melee survive right does does melee feel the same does the player base you know start to die off like what do we what do we deal with then i think they're not going anywhere though
2: that's the problem it's like the top players aren't the issue you're you need like your zero two shitters that's what we should be worried about is like there's no incentive for them to go zero two anymore that's the problem and then you lose out on your on your big uh your big ticket item which aren't the good players it's the players that make up and pay for your venue over the over the span of a two thousand person invitation it's
0: not the people who ask to be snuck in to uh to to melee singles after a reg ended
2: yeah i I mean i think like uh, like to me uh, a silver lining of this whole situation and and um you know, aside from me selfishly enjoying that we can pivot towards online again, and I can do commentary from the comfort of my living room. Um, it like it, something that we had talked about at the beginning of this uh, segment is the trade off for online versus land, of course, the overhead is nothing when you go to an online event, which is, which is good and bad, because it's like, how do you incentivize players to, uh, want to compete in your events? And how do you incentivize the org, the organizers, as I said before, to actually want to run these events? Um, but the trade-off with that is your entertainment value increases tremendously. And there's so many different avenues you can take, uh, when it comes to an online event that you probably couldn't have done in a traditional tournament format with like traditional pools or round robin brackets or whatever you want to do to make it legit um, this is what I've said before of like events being able to run experimental formats events being able to do kind of like fun and wacky shit that like no one would ever go for mm. full brackets of Rishi's Jungle Jam like whatever it's gonna mm. be um, and then like the fight you card style events that. but yeah okay but like the fight card <laughs> events like Edwin had brought up Octagon uh, tof doing King of the Cube those are all like attention grabbers. They're not necessarily big ticket events or big ticket items, but they're people that you can turn that into entertainment value. You can turn that into content, and I think like contributing to the ecosystem that is this community, uh, it it intrinsically helps everything. Even though you know you're not having these big two thousand person majors, I think like something that I was working on personally over the span of this month, and hopefully. I'm, I'm very hopeful that it sees the light of day is being able to do like a top 10 plays of the month series with focus on local and online events, because that allows for more content to exist in the world. And then mm-hmm. it also in an ideal world, I mean, the rationale is that it feedback loops into these events because more and more people will want to get involved in these events that people are, again, are running at zero cost and, can be like, oh, maybe I'll make it onto next month's top 10. And then they can submit their clips and then keep competing in these tournaments. And then that allows more people to become incentivized into doing commentary or doing TOing or bracket running or all of these things. And then maybe we can start charging fucking money for these things because it's like, that's what people need. Like, get paid to do your job.
0: (laughs) I think we've all, uh, you know, I talk about the three of us I'll talk about the producer the guy behind the camera the the metaphorical camera uh and just us in general in terms of the melee community i think we all agree with this idea of like getting paid feels so good i know that's dumb to say but like getting paid even when you understand that it's less than minimum wage <laughs> but it's getting paid for melee it's just like this thing that i was doing for free i now I've got won. six dollars for it it's just like I've it's the
2: system
0: i did it dude i'm making money off melee uh no i I think you brought up a lot of great points uh and yeah i mean we have seen a lot of experimental things that have been very popular that's what you mentioned you mentioned how you know we we talk about king of the cube we talk about the fight club those have a lot of uh hype they get a lot of viewers i want to mention the thing that we somehow have not mentioned the online series that i think has been the most important and the biggest and the most prestigious is scl of course summit yeah, yeah. ran uh, uh you know it is based off of, uh gsl from star league but summit ran a non-conventional uh format yes. they ran it twice like four two two times of four weeks apiece and it was the thing that people wanted to win the most and those people that the thing that wanted people wanted to watch the most um but yeah, I, I don't know, like you're, you're right. Online is a fun time where we don't have to feel shackled to this need to run a 400 person double animation tournament. Uh, like this is the time if, if someone's calling for invitationals, that's fine. And that could, you know, maybe we start to do that online. Maybe that's something that we integrate online into an eventual in-person thing. Once, uh once lands are back, I don't know. There's, there's a lot to talk
2: about here. Um, but Dude, I- online online events that lead into an in-person invitational is totally fine by me. Like just run an online circuit. Why the fuck not? If if there's funding for it. And then kind of going to what you said about the SCL thing. Uh, SCL is like the closest thing that I think Melee has ever seen to being like a franchise esport where you yeah. go like, oh, let's take a look and we got JD on production here, who's gonna cut to the, you know, scoreboard screen. We'll take a look at our leaderboards as of week two. Wow, Cloud Nine's really doing great with like one win this week or whatever, you know, like it's it's stuff like that where you can go into week to week styled uh events. And as long as your players aren't running into like burnout or anything like that, um, I, I see it as just like a complete win. Cause it's like that's what moves the game into more Mm -hmm. of like a real esport, if you will, or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, that's that's a great point. And that's kind of the prime example of what I mean by experimental formats or or content that comes out of (laughs) online driven events.
0: I'm going to use this as an
2: opportunity uh to do something that I've done before on the show but always will do it again
0: uh Aiden like mentioned he he talked to me about SEL before it was before it was out he asked me about like ideas of how it could be formatted and stuff like that and I don't I'm not the reason that this exists like this because whatever I said to him he took it as something completely different and it was amazing uh but I was like you have to like you can't run this as a straight up it cannot emulate offline because it's not offline uh, and I, I gave him some ideas, and I've, like I said, I'm not taking credit because they weren't used. But what they made was this incredible thing that it's something that you could not do in person. It's so inherently online because of how unique it is. You can't afford to fly, you know, 16 people out each week for a weekend to you know do this in person, and then also have uh you know have a bunch of people who are playing to get into that tournament yep um the the way they do it is, is incredibly unique and while i think bts is probably with the amount of stuff they do with the pure number of events that they run per year uh, probably you know unlikely that we see an scl season three but the idea of what scl represents this like beautiful online only thing the thing that like understands that we're online and doesn't try to beat offline melee but instead becomes the best version of online melee i think that's something that we can probably see you know cody mentions invitationals i think that maybe we see more stuff like that you know invitationals online stuff like that stuff that leads maybe a 2023 tournament late 2022 who knows um so i'd love to see more of that type of stuff but we will have to wait and see. Obviously, this will deal a lot with uh, how Omicron is uh, continued on. Um, so at this point, we can, you know, all there is to do is wait. Um, <clears throat> so from from wait, we will, to walt. Uh, if this <laughs> oh, were Wordle, no. that would be... No, I'm not going go to get Wordle. I
2: don't, I don't get Wordle, dude. That I played it once. Total aside. Yeah. Yeah, I saw it on Twitter, and I was just so confused about what people were posting about. And I was just like, I'm not getting into this, man.
0: Yeah, i agree I, I also felt like a crotchety old man i was like i don't know what this is and i don't intend to learn uh but yeah from from wait to walt we'll get into to walt uh we're gonna play a game here this was a game that was kept secret from you we were we were not even telling you what it was called and then obviously when it comes on uh, screen you're able to figure out it's called walt or fault so we have we have our first edition of walt or fault edwin you want to take it away?
1: uh yeah absolutely i'm uh so excited about this this is uh this is the first time we're trying something like this on the show explain to uh, our
0: guest what it is let him know his rules before he has to fight for his life <laughs> no right so
1: basically uh, well what we have are some lines right and uh, you have to tell us whether it's a line from you as in walt or whether it's a line from fake you which is fault oh shit so i'm gaslighting myself he- well i i think technically we're trying to gaslight you but okay okay I, but yeah so, so something like that something, something along the gaslighting swords
2: oh i'm so down i get to see how good your your me impression is
1: uh it doesn't have to be an impression but <laughs> oh, yeah no. it's a, but yeah you get to see how good Yeah, something like that okay so why, don't we get the, why don't we get the first one up <clears throat> at gommel 2016 none would show the world that it didn't matter if you were a robot king or a god is this walt or is this fault uh oh shit i I think this is me i mean this would be
2: this would be in my uh to dethrone a king video so i guess i need okay i'm gonna say it's me and then maybe i'll get a better idea of if like you're changing the verbiage a little bit but yeah i'm gonna go with me
1: all right, show him the answer. Fuck me. Okay, so okay, okay, I understand now what you're doing. All here. right, we got our clip. Okay, end the segment. We're <laughs> removing. Uh, wait, how did I? How did I write it? Now I don't even remember. Uh, no, I just made this out.
2: <laughs> wait, hang on. Shut the fuck up. Give me a second. He's here. going to Google. Docs. <laughs> Control F. <laughs> All right, why don't we gotta, move on to that? So we're zero out. for one right now. Okay, okay, I'm gonna be real bad at this one.
0: Okay, number two i'll go ahead with this one for the longest time muta king seemed to be the apex predator in the and oh, falcon me. food
2: that chain me. yeah that's me are sure. you sure yep <laughs> yeah you're right do you know what video that's from uh the oc3 video uh okay so the the nun one was yeah i got it here it didn't matter what your rank was it didn't matter if no one had done it before and it didn't matter if no one was ever going to do it again fuck you guys <laughs> all right keep going go next
1: As some of the five gods were fading away from the spotlight of 2018, Hungrybox was the biggest blip on Zane's radar. That, that's not me. That's right. That's what I fucking thought.
2: I don't know. I can see. That's, a, that's, an, that's an Edwin wrote that one. Yeah. Would you, ever, <laughs> would you ever say blip? I don't know. I don't think so. All right.
0: <clears throat> um with three minutes and twenty-three seconds remaining on the clock, Zane Dash grabs the crouching Orlando Puff and forward throw pivot Tipper forward smashes him to take game one. Not me.
2: This is a fault. There's no way I called him in Orlando. <laughs> 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 it's a dead giveaway, man. I know. I know that Edwin wrote it.
1: <laughs> oh my god! I, so, so just just for reference. We we thought I I wasn't sure whether Orlando Puff would uh I wasn't sure whether it it would be too much of like a okay like Walt would definitely wouldn't say this but it was worth a shot. <laughs> I, I, if I if that one ended up
2: being me then I was I would have been real upset so
1: yeah I thought Orlando Puff, was that was borderline I was like uh would that be something that I thought like, yeah sure we'll try it <laughs>
0: Orlando Puff was definitely Edwin pushing the envelope there
1: yeah I, uh, that, I I thought that maybe maybe that would I thought that it might have given it away okay. but it was worth a shot. I
2: thought you were gonna go into the the deep archives of my tweets by the way based on how you were alluding <laughs> no, to no. this game no 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 you're getting canceled another
0: day
1: don't worry (laughs) you live to see another day
2: all right all right let me let me look at this one
1: uh hold on we you have to say it this was yours i just did Uh, the last one i'm sorry you said the you said the one before yes okay my bad zane was knocking on the locked door of a victory over the infallible hungry box and it was only a matter of time until he found the right key yeah i am a good fucking writer because that's me Is it? Surveys it in. is
2: it is
0: it is Walt. <laughs> yep, that it is. <laughs> all right well let's see if we can continue on after uh a, you know a little stumble in the beginning you seem to be doing pretty well let's that's see if right. you can continue your hot streak it was such an intense buildup of a player known for his unique character and a character known for its somewhat underwhelming impact on the tournament scene that's me what are you talking about there
2: if that is you <laughs> what is the video i i'm trying to think of what the video was um it was about Captain Falcon, I think. Was it the Nun video, dude? Why can't I even? I can't even remember where it's from. I know it's me oh. though for sure. Well, let's see. <laughs> is it in fact Walt? That it is. It is you, but oh
1: it's wait, from it wasn't. It's oh. not from. It's not from. Oh Nun. fuck. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Half We're count. gonna count that one as wrong. Just okay. so. <laughs> okay, yeah. Give it. Give me a half point. Sorry, man. <laughs> Alright, Edwin, you want to go ahead with the next yeah. one? Axe's career will forever be defined by the moment that he finally reached the summit, but never forget the climb that brought him there. This well, there's only one Axe video that it could be from. Uh,
2: is not me. Fault.
1: Let's see. <sighs> this this fun fact, this one was a uh, this one was mm-hmm. in Melissa's Melissa Blight's blurb for Axe. I thought it might get you because it's because it's technically wait was it? Yeah, this is, okay. this is from Melissa Blight.
2: You can you can count that as a half half point there too because I technically voiced that.
1: <laughs> oh, no, well, no, it's, well, it's okay. Well. It wasn't from a it wasn't
2: from a Walt video. That's okay, 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 it's fair it's, enough. Fair, fair enough.
0: enough. All right. Well, we're we're running down to the end here. We've got two more. Um, statistically impossible for you to lose at this point <laughs> but Good. but what i guess I we're win? just trying to uh nothing Tight. It's just uh you know the victory you, you know that you did well um and you get to live with that uh but yeah let's see you know let's see if you can juice your percentage here uh or if you might get another one wrong so for the the penultimate question or quote i guess <clears throat> it's strikingly sublime yet diabolically disastrous yeah baby all me All right, let's see. Is that Walt? That it is. What's that from? Apex. What is so strikingly sublime, yet diabolically disastrous? Apex
2: 2015, boys. (laughs) You little alliterative asshole. Three months making (laughs) that video.
1: (laughs) All right, I I think we're the last one. Are you ready? Yeah, let's do it. It was only fitting that at Melee's simultaneously best and worst tournament ever, its least likely member of the game's elite would prevail. You're gonna end me on a fault?
2: That's messed up, man.
0: I don't know. Could be a Walt. <laughs> now no, it's a, it a, fault. a fault. You know
2: yourself pretty well, except for the uh,
0: except for the, first the one. very first
2: one. <laughs> it was just because I, I didn't know if you were gonna use like the same the same like verbiage and then like blend in fakies and then I. I guess that was like the theme for all these so this was fun how did that i, I want to know how that one goes now because that's from i that that was from the apex video but damn all right i'm looking for that while you while you see yeah the rest please of do the piece. <laughs> uh
0: well, yeah while you're looking for that we're gonna have some questions so of course cool. uh People will know fans of the show that uh, each week we have questions from our Patreon. So if uh, if you guys in chat want to throw a question in, there's a chance that we might get to that. But we're going to go through uh, people from our Patreon at first. Uh, let's see. We have um, we have one from Rich, Norwegian, Nor- Norway's own Rich, the Norwegian sensation himself. Uh, do you like Lil Jon? Oh
2: yeah. Do I need to elaborate? No, no, that's it. it's, it's, it's,
0: you're free to go, sir. You're yeah. free to go, Mr. Brandsema, Brandesma. Brandes. Oh, I guess
2: uh, that's close enough. Yeah, whatever. Um I get that question now, but yeah, I understand the meaning behind that.
0: I believe you've been on this podcast before and explained your tag. <laughs> I think we had like another Patreon question that asked what your tag was. I don't um, so, this that was just that wasn't follow-up.
2: even the reason. Like it like it was just because I didn't like, I just, I don't, I don't even know why I made this my tag, man. It's just, I don't even, I don't like that song that much that I wanted to do it. I was just like, oh, this is nice. <laughs> and just kind of went with it. Would you consider changing it at any point? Are you too far in? No, I don't think so. It's like part of the, it's part of the, the brand, if you will. You know what I'm saying? Um, although it does suck on, on Twitter and, and I, who was this? Was it at Smash World Tour? I think I was talking with Card, and they were like, "I was like, yeah, uh, Josh and them want me to have like my sponsor tag on here. So, do you think you could do it?" And Card was just like, "There's too many fucking syllables to put all of that on on the screen because it takes up like this much of the lower third. It's just like that's the only part that I don't like. It's just so many letters. Do people ever call you Turn? No." (laughs) <laughs> i'm part of the the rare elite of me and cody who uh the abbreviation for our tag is more syllables than just reading it out true tafo calls me
0: gimme which is very funny because he's the only person to call me gimme and i, I like eat. that i might oh call my god
1: that too. that bothers me so much call <laughs> me gimme gimme, gimme? gimme oh my god that's that's like a nickname for gimmer like I, <laughs> oh my god i don't like that <laughs> I, uh, uh let's ask another question <laughs> oh jesus
0: <laughs> uh we we've got one from mikey tabletop right here what what does he think or, or sorry what do you think is your main's favorite color so uh i guess what would mario's favorite color be
2: what is mario's favorite color um I feel like I feel like it's green because he respects his brother so mm. much. You know, like he's just like a giving person in that way where it's like he's not going to be selfish and say that it's red even though he wears all red and like that he cares about like family's important to him like Dom, you know what I mean? So I'm just going to go with green on that one. It's very good. I, I think
0: the uh, usually the classic is to ask what your favorite color is. But <laughs> instead, Mikey went with a little bit of a <laughs> uh, different one here. So I, I, I like the, you know, the subversion or, you know, we're seeing our patrons have a little fun with it. Um, <laughs> we've got one that might be a little less fun. This is going to be our last Patreon oh, question. Uh, this is from Johnny Gamble uh the fact that you already don't know where this is going just plays into this uh so johnny gamble has had some tweets uh did pretty well on smash twitter um usually tweets with like a specific meme format uh he has had some tweets in particular that you have put out tweets with strikingly similar formats i'm gonna send you over some but there's one of uh you know, it's Miranda Cosgrove at the computer when she's young, and there's the Melee character select screen. And yeah, then there's profile, and there's uh, Miranda Cosgrove uh, in the new iCarly, and it's the Slippy select screen. And this is actually nearly the same tweet that you put out. Uh, and there's another one which uh the original tweet is name an actor who delivered iconic performances as both an amazing villain and amazing hero during the same course of their career during the course of their career okay. uh he retweeted that with uh two pictures of Leffen, and you also retweeted it with two pictures of leffin so his question is uh how dare you
2: am i a thief <laughs> oh fuck hang on wait where's the Leffen one
0: uh i'll send it over right now and then we also have another question this is from okay mikey the tabletop. the
2: the miranda cosgrove one is is soft at at best but the left one i can understand
0: uh well so so first off how dare you is the question And then we have a follow-up from mikey tabletop which is which is the next tweet you plan on stealing
2: uh does he have a hitter <laughs> i don't know man this is your job to find yeah that. yeah dm me we can we can work on some stuff
0: <laughs> you're supposed to find the diamonds in the rough and then
2: you're supposed to Steal it. Uh <laughs> wait, that's insane.
1: Hang on. Um Walt, well, if it makes you feel any better, I found out literally like yesterday that someone actually released a video about melee history without mango <laughs> that, like, <laughs> that, like, it didn't go into the same detail that like a obviously a blog post went into with well, the t- name of the video was literally called melee without mango and he's going over like the top part of brackets and stuff <laughs> damn <laughs> so you never know never know with people can't believe this week's monday morning
0: marth is now plagiarism
1: nice Take yeah, it well, down.
0: I mean, it's a little different, but yeah. I know it sounds like the same thing. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Well, maybe it's like a, you know, um, Shark Tale and Finding Nemo,
2: or Ants and Bugs Life. Parallel I'm thinking, still, we'll call it. I'm still looking at this because, like, the Leffen one, I'll give to you, sure, but like the Miranda Cosgrove one, like, you yeah, outperformed me anyway. <laughs> but like it's also not the same tweet
0: it's different in a way that might not be transformative
2: sure good enough <laughs> but i i i don't i don't have a response to this man <laughs> well okay, like, if so... he want if he wants to officially collab um no, nope, no comment <laughs> put it on record
0: you yeah, he I think the Miranda Cosgrove one got more likes than yours and then the his your left and one got more likes than his. So I guess you're one for one. Uh now whatever you choose to steal next, you know, you, you better
2: come correct cuz you got to outdo them. Dude, it's it's that easy, man, to make content. It turns out all you have to do is not think of anything and just let everyone else think of everything.
0: Yeah, that's what fiction doesn't understand. <laughs>
2: i wait actually to that point (laughs) uh, i said this i said this to zane and i i thought it was like hilarious where i was like what we should do is when when shepherd makes his video that's like you know well well edited like well presented blah blah like that's gonna crack the article video me and zane Like I said, let's just download his video and then upload the exact same video onto one of our channels and then see what happens. Like if it gets there, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or like just or like take the exact script and then just have one of us narrate it instead and then see what happens. (laughs) Just a little, just a little test, a little litmus test there.
0: I think that's what Pokemon got banned from
2: Twitch for. (laughs) wait really <laughs> that's hilarious
0: <laughs> no it's it's hot off of uh, a bunch of twitch streamers getting banned for just watching anime <laughs> oh my
2: god that's terrible okay.
0: uh but uh, but yeah I, I mean hey that ties into uh to our our one of our last segments um uh unnamed segment uh you know fans will know it as touching grass but but officially nice. unnamed uh my my entry for last week's segment was I was watching a lot of Pokemon content. So that kind of brings us perfectly into this. Um, I believe that you were on an episode of waiting for game before touching grass was a thing. Um, So I'll go first. I'll I'll kind of brief you on what's going on and then we can hear from you. But uh, you know, with people who talk about melee so much, I think it's very easy to look at us as only people who care about melee and we're multifaceted human beings. We have stuff in our lives that, you know, are outside of melee uh so i'm gonna bring up something that's been going on in my week recently you know you can bring up something that's been going on in your life recently just with the idea that this is something that's been like an important aspect of our life that has not been in melee um so i want to bring up i this past weekend uh after i checked to make sure that this would be an empty theater I like waited to the last minute and I, I was like the regal where you get to pick your own seats. And I saw like no one. I went to see a licorice pizza, which is the new movie by Paul Thomas Anderson. Paul Hell Thomas yeah. Anderson, one of my favorite <laughs> directors of all time. And I think he has a you know another great entry to his uh, filmography on his hands. Just a pretty effortlessly cool movie um, where... It's about taking you on its ride, right? It's like, uh, there's some aspects that are pretty odd, but I think like when you just sit there and watch it, it's a pretty great experience. But that is not my touch and grass moment for this week. My touch and grass moment for this week is what I did directly after seeing Licorice Pizza, which is I went to the McDonald's that was right down the road and I got something called a Daily Double. And my question to you two, two Americans, have you ever heard of a Daily Double? No. I've heard of it in Jeopardy. A Daily Double is a menu item that has existed for 10 years. It's coming up on its 10th anniversary. And this is a menu item at the largest fast food chain in America that I've never heard anyone know of. I've asked many people if they know what a Daily Double is, and no one has. this idea, Like The idea that there could be a menu item at mcdonald's that has existed for a decade and no one knows about it is so crazy to me so i had to go get the daily double and what the daily double is at least at this location of course mcdonald's are franchised so prices will be different uh menu items can be different the daily double is uh two beef patties one slice of cheese so you're already thinking it sounds like a double cheeseburger sure it has the addition of uh mayo as the condiment instead of mustard and ketchup and in addition to the onions that are on the uh double cheeseburger it has lettuce and tomatoes and i will say i went with a friend after hyping him up the same way that i hyped you guys up and i can see that you guys are hyped up uh the idea that like this thing exists and has existed is like the largest thing ever it's like if a beatles song existed no one's heard of it right it's like, yeah, it was on like, their biggest album. How did you not hear about this? This is how I feel learning that there's this like menu item at, at uh, McDonald's that no one's ever heard of. So we went to get the Daily Double. Both of us were very, very pleased. <laughs> I, I think for $2.50 at this location, 50 cents more than a double cheeseburger, I would say the addition of the, the mayo and the, uh, the lettuce and tomato gave it a very fresh taste. It tasted uh, complete. It was a nice deal, $2.50. It was, yeah, it was a great experience, and it is not on their official website, so I'm not sure how much longer the Daily Double has to stick around, but if you are going to McDonald's anytime soon and your franchise does offer the the Daily Double, I say go for it. Why not?
2: Am I, like, this disenchanted with McDonald's in that, like, I haven't eaten fast food in that long that I forgot that... A tradi- like a traditional mcdonald's double cheeseburger just has like the patties and onion is that right uh
0: or, like i thought that pickles. they always
2: had lettuce tomato onion pickles No, no. no. but they don't have lettuce tomato no. on oh wow that's fucked up just a just a normal cheeseburger because <laughs> i was no. like all this is is just mayo instead of ketchup. like what <laughs> no it's this?
0: it's like a like if you get like a normal one it's like a puck and they're yeah. great pucks and i feel like I, when i'm eating one if I'm especially if I'm drunk if I have one bite of a McDonald's cheeseburger I'm like I could take 30 down uh and then you know I feel less that way after I finish the burger but you know that glorious moment after the first bite of one single McDonald's cheeseburger and I'm like I could do anything in the world uh, <laughs> I'm born again. but yeah I, I don't intend to eat a lot of McDonald's uh but whenever I go back I will hey why not uh, get another daily double uh so that's something that's been going on in my life Edwin What's been going on with you, big man?
1: Uh, I, I've been watching a lot more movies than usual. Uh, I watched, uh, I watched Don't Look Up, which was the most interesting five out of ten movie I've ever seen in my life. I think the the like heavily polarized reception it's received from like a variety of people is kind of interesting to look at. But I, I, I am glad the movie was made. I just uh I just think there's a universe in which with the script doctor that movie's as good as sorry to bother you. And and right now I think uh right now I, I don't think it quite hits there. But I also think that a ton of the like very aggressively negative feedback it's gotten from like the subjects that the movie skewers, I think is is pretty funny. <laughs> like just a little interesting tidbit. Um the only other thing I'd mention is that um uh, I, I mentioned before on the show that I DM like a semi-regular uh, Dungeons and Dragons campaign. So my uh, just as an update on my party, they finally completed their first dungeon, which I'm which I'm pretty happy with. I it was a little scary. I, I didn't think that they would make it through because they were like working against each other, but they, <laughs> they they got their shit together and were able to like take down a. Uh, They're able to take down like a bugbear in the last level. So for our next session, i I've, I've set up like the town like the the main town that they're going to be in for the rest of like the the campaign or like the main central point so i have to build like all these different uh like characters with personalities and like quests to give the adventurers but i have to build the, the characters relationships with each other i've been thinking about this a lot i think like all good stories are just about like characters having goals obstacles to those goals and like Different and different characters attempts to reach different goals and getting away. Sounds the
0: way. like uh, content creation.
1: Yeah, I just really? think that's it. That's all stories are about. You can have <laughs> your your stories can have flaws in other areas. It, it doesn't always have to be consistent and whatnot. Like I think Looper is a really good example of a movie that doesn't necessarily get like, like is Loop, a good movie that doesn't necessarily get into like super much of the details of. You uh, picked Looper I'm, last week.
0: <laughs> what did you say? you did looper last week for touching
1: grass <laughs> yeah i did but i'm just saying in general like, <laughs> is, it, is this your weekly looper check-in <laughs> no it's just it's all obstacles goals and relationships the three keys standing <laughs> january 11th looper still rocks <laughs> <laughs> still still great yeah i don't know i've just been thinking of that a lot because for, for my own campaign and just in general storytelling very fun what about you
2: mr walt yeah uh nothing beats a good tpk by the way edwin so if you can kill off your entire party try it at least once uh, <laughs> yeah i mean what's going on in my life uh i started dating someone so that's oh. fun um, oh yeah that's a fun time. you gotta give us deets man <laughs> yeah uh i don't i she might be watching so i don't know if i'm allowed content watcher (laughs) um but yeah no it's been that's been fun we've been having a lot of really like good talks about like just career paths and stuff and that (laughs) what leads to like my unhinged tweets at like one in the morning of like i'm gonna abandon everything and become a content creator like this is my dream i'm going to go for it um but there's like there's like real merit behind it, which is why I enjoy it. And, uh, you know, I'd be happy to, to talk more about this offline because I, I think that it's like a worthy conversation piece. But it's just like I, I sat we sat and talked for like three hours over coffee the other day because she's actually a professional editor. And it, she was just like, yeah, fuck it. Just try it. And I was just like, damn, that's a good point. And I just like thought about it for a while. Um, so that's been fun. And then. I guess otherwise I officially started my routine for a half marathon, which I'm going to be going for in April. Um, I mean, I've been running like I've been running all my life and from all my problems and, (laughs) (laughs) uh, but but like I I was a cross country runner, and a track runner in high school. So like the muscle memory is still there, but I'm definitely like just not in the shape that I used to be when I was 18 and could just run around the building for four hours a day after school. so. I've been going on runs and like doing that for months now and like going to the gym every day. But yesterday was like the first day where I'm like, I'm truly uh, like kind of curating out a plan to go towards a specific, like I want to at least try to get a sub two hour half is kind of be like the goal that I go for there, which I think is pretty attainable because I was a fairly capable runner when I was younger. So yeah, yesterday was the first day for that. It was 18 degrees and really fucking miserable out, but we'll uh we'll keep getting after it and that's uh that's a fun time for the whole family.
0: Are you uh one of the runners who puts on like headlamps and stuff like that?
2: No, actually, but when I was younger, my parents got like really uh concerned that I was just like going to get struck by a vehicle at any point because i i would always do my runs at night too so i would go for i would go for runs at like 8 39 at night and then not have any gear on so cars just didn't know i existed um but they got me like all this reflective gear at one point that i had to wear and it was just like terrible um that is like the shitty part though about working a you know regular kind of like office job is during the winter right now one it's cold as shit and i'm sure you can relate being in uh the north (laughs) but (laughs) yeah we're also also yeah when i when i get off from work at like four i have about 20 minutes of sunlight so it's like okay i'm gonna enjoy my run for the first 15 minutes and then for the next half hour it will be pitch black and i have no idea where i'm stepping so that's really fun um but it gets better in the summer and stuff like that. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. The The race is in April, so it'll be warmer and more fun to be around by then. Nice. Well, good luck
0: on
1: it. That sounds awesome. Yeah, yeah thanks, dude.
0: Uh, we are we're going to root for you, but we're also going to fly out Jim Jam Flim Flam to the event. Oh, my
1: God. He would give see me if
0: you can beat him.
2: smoke. There is no way. <laughs> no, he's he's insane. I, I he posted his times at one point, And like, he, I think he runs a sub four mile. If I'm not mistaken, Um, which is which is insane. If he doesn't run a sub four, he's very close, um, which is is already a lot better than what I was able to achieve as a mid distance runner in high school. (laughs) But yeah, there's no there is zero universe where I could ever beat him in a race. (laughs) Well,
0: maybe that's the next goal. We're all about goals here. That's right. Full time
2: uh... content runner. (laughs)
1: Goal <laughs> for relationships. That's all. <laughs> that's right. That's a, yeah. That's yeah. We content. really,
2: we really closed the loop on that one. Good shit. For
0: sure, did. And if someone's goal is to follow you online, where could they do that?
2: Oh, damn. You're good. You're good at this hosting thing. <laughs> uh, yeah, guys, check it out. Turndownforwalt.com for some t shirts and stuff. Oh, that's God. the brand. Really, I, I saw you wearing that the entire time. And I was like, maybe we can get through an episode without mentioning it. <laughs> I have to do it, man. I was thinking about it. I was like, maybe I'll wear the Octagon shirt tonight. And I was like, no, Golden Guardians has funding. I don't. So <laughs> I, I kind of <laughs> talked over you there.
0: Did you say it's a band? Are you t- are you pretending like it's a band T-shirt to anyone who asks? Maybe I
2: should, man. Okay. I, I must have misheard I'm a part-time you. Part-time vocalist or self-proclaimed.
0: I mean, <clears throat> I, I don't want to cut off your your plugs um, because everyone should listen and follow along. Um, but if you're wearing, anytime you're wearing, like, hey, this is a good, you know. If you're wearing anything weird, if it's melee related and you can't explain it and someone asks what it is, you can just say it's a band and the people will generally yeah, accept dude. it.
2: Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, that's so true. One of What's my one of my shirt you bands.
0: have that says melee on my mind with a GameCube controller coming out of someone's head? It's like, it's a band.
2: <laughs> it's, yeah. Don't worry. It's a band. It allows me to wear shirts from my friend's band that was called Space Camp Dropout that just says fuck on it. <laughs> <laughs> and people are like, why are you wearing that at work? And I was like, it's my friend's band, man. Like, you wouldn't get it. And they're just like, all right, good enough. Which they uh, yeah. got, they got sued by, uh, by NASA actually for having that name. So that was pretty cool. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> Tafa of, <Taff> of himself. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, but yeah, no, uh, YouTube. It's all the same name. youtubecom slash wall, Twitter, uh, I shit post. It's, uh, it's business in the front on YouTube and party in the back on Twitter. So if you're in for some fun, then check it out over there. The true um, mullet of the melee content. I, I, I had wheat. I had that in my drafts before Twitter uh, reported my own account for suspicious content, and I had to change my <laughs> password and delete all of my drafts. I said that my stream. It was in my drafts for months, and I'm so glad you said that. In my, I said my stream is the mullet of melee because I'm professional as fuck on the surface, and then I'm just a shit poster in the back. Um. Hey, we talk about yeah.
0: branding. That's something we need to work on. We need to get people to to hear Walt and think Melee's mullet. <laughs> and also
1: for All me, you right, got grow a I, mullet. I've, I've been calling. Yes,
0: I, I, I feel like grow a mullet. I could just like shape this into one. I feel like right. I have like we enough Hell shape. Hell yeah! Shape what you got
1: into a mullet.
0: I uh, know he's Melee's mullet. I I have proclaimed myself as Melee's. Uh the most cooth man in melee. I'm <laughs> I'm the opposite of uncouth. I'm the yes. me- I'm the most cooth man in melee.
1: That's amazing. We can share We're the mob title. Uncouth, you whatever. I don't want the mollets. I'm, I'm uh, come on. Be a mullet hey, with you're me. you're gonna be the most cooth man in melee, it's gotta lead to you uh getting on a pokey mainstream That's all I yes say. Okay. That's the angle.
0: Hey, speaking of streams, Walt, I hear that you stream, but you don't do it normally where people think.
1: Yeah, I'm trying the YouTube stream
2: thing. Um so I don't know. Whenever the mix-up comes back, we'll be uh we'll be doing it on YouTube and see how that is goes. Is that gonna be and...
0: on turn down for Walt?
2: Yeah, yeah. We did our last episode on YouTube as well, uh, which was fine. I mean, like it was about the same as what I expected from Twitch. So uh we'll be doing it over there. And uh the goal, uh at least the goal for last year, but uh gonna kind of work towards it in this next month, is hopefully to hit 50k subscribers on YouTube. Um and then you know, with with talks of potentially looking at this as a as a real career option, if that's actually a thing, um, get to 100k maybe this year. Uh, but it really depends just, on oh, like or, how hard things go. But 50k first, and then we'll we'll worry about that stuff later on.
0: We gotta get some more plaques in this scene.
2: Yeah, for real. <laughs>
0: I want all my homies to have a plaque. Uh, that sounds great. Uh, you know, you can if you, if you enjoy the content Walt puts out, which you you know if you're watching this, you should be. Uh, you can go follow him. On everything turned down for Walt seems uh, that is great and and hey you know if you uh, if you're a fan of our content <laughs> if you if you like what you're watching in terms of the podcast you can catch Waiting for Game live on uh, twitch.tv slash melee stats if you want to see the episodes after they air they're on YouTube at melee stats archive and uh, while you're on YouTube you can check out our main channel melee stats that's going to have all of our long form content so, so our video essays and stuff like that uh, you can check out twitter.com slash melee stats pod, and you can uh, see our daily reporting tweets and you can see links to articles on melee stats.co such as Monday morning, Marth and Wednesday melee. And you know, if you like everything we do and you just want to support us, you can do so at patreon.com slash melee stats. Walt, you're a wonderful guest. You're a wonderful content creator and, uh, and a good friend as well. Uh, wonderful friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah
2: you're wonderful at everything except being a good human
0: (laughs) you you are decent at that
2: uh thanks Thanks a lot uh for having me it's always a lot of fun chatting with you guys i'm sure we'll we'll bring you on for another talking heads segment at some point as well because it's we got some good chats i always enjoy them
0: i i do as well uh i appreciate you being on and uh, edwin you as well and I appreciate all you guys for watching. We will be back next week as we inch ever closer to Genesis. Uh so until then, we'll uh you know, we'll be seeing you around. All right guys, thanks for watching. I
2: appreciate it. Peace. Sorry Peace. to Johnny Gamble for stealing all your tweets.